Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We are so delighted to have you with us today. And before we get into the word, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you for everything that you have placed inside of our lives, Lord, the people, the things that you've given us, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you first and foremost, Lord, for the word that you have placed inside of our hearts, Lord, that you've given us an understanding of what you truly mean, Lord, and what you have meant for us, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you have given us the Holy Spirit to enlighten us as we read your word as well, Lord, so that way we can truly understand who you are, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' amen. almighty name, amen. And amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are so glad to have you with us as we get into the word with each and every one of you. We're continuing in Hebrews chapter 9. We're covering verses 23 through 28. So whether you're joining us for the first time or you're rejoining us, I want to encourage you to pause the episode now and just take the opportunity to read that section of scripture just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now, as is our custom, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, honey, honey. Thank you. Um, so just looking at this, um, I wanted to point out uh, a couple of things. Um, as we relate to God, it's very important that we relate to him in proper order of what he's actually saying. Um, sometimes when you have communication, you have two different people coming from two different perspectives. And so even though they may be talking or speaking in the direction of one another, they don't understand each other. And so therefore no communication is actually happening because communication requires that a message be sent, a signal be sent rather received, and then a signal be sent backwards or back to a parallel conversation, Mm -hmm. having Mm -hmm. this, uh, a discussion on the topic, but not actually communicating anything. Mm-hmm. You may even be mentioning the same words, but there's no understanding of each other. And there's no, um, no actionable steps that can be taken because there is no understanding that's been had and there's no communication. So when we engage with humans, we have an obligation to kind of line up with each other. And it's a back and forth kind of thing. But when it comes to God, God is the one sending the foundation or the standard of information to us. And it's our job to go, oh, okay, let me line up with you. Always in that order, I line up with you, God, so I can understand what you're saying, what you're saying so I can move forward in the, in the life that you've given me in the way that you want me to move forward. And you referenced this in um, a previous episode about what's coming in chapter 10. It's written in the volume of the book that he came to do the will of God not to try to make God bow down to his will. And when we saw Christ in the garden of Gethsemane, yes, he subjected his own physical body, even the things that God put in him. We have a sense of self-preservation as humans. God gave us that. There's nothing wrong with it, except when it tries to exalt itself above God. Anything that tries to exalt itself above God, we have to bring into subjection to Christ. 
So in that instance of his walk in the earth, we saw him go, Lord, here's options. I, in my mind, I can see, you know, a way around this. And I know that you are a God who knows everything and you could have another way. However, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done, God. So he showed us the proper perspective of if him being God took this alignment to the father and said, I know I have good ideas, but I'm not coming to do my ideas. I'm coming to do <laughs> your plans. So I correct and adjust myself to your command, Lord. And then that's how we proceed together in unity on one accord. But we have spent so much time trying to make God get on our page and convince God and persuade God and to punish God and browbeat him with threats of I'll be leaving you. I'm, I'm going to turn away from you. If you don't do what I want, I'll find another God. I'll seek another avenue and method. And that is the way that unbelievers behave, not sons and daughters of the most high God. <laughs> so we're not concerning ourselves with the pathway of unbelievers, but understanding this is our right, our privilege and our obligation as his children to align with his role and perspective. Now, I said all that to lead up to um, verses 25 through 28, where it talks about Christ offering himself one time, not repeatedly. And I know we've talked about this in previous episodes, but it definitely bears repeating just because human nature always wants to put itself on top of God and make God subservient and subjected to us so that we feel happy. We feel confident. We feel comfortable. We feel heard. But that's not the way the kingdom of God works. God mm -hmm. remains at the top. We remain submitted. And that is how we see change happen in life. And it's the change that he desires, his plan and his will. His best for his us. Best. And Absolutely. not just our own lives, but those around us. Amen. And it's not that we can't say uh, or report back to the head what we see happening in the earth. It's not that we can't express um, concerns or thoughts, but even that. If it's coming in a way of, I don't think you're going to take care of me, God, that's not something the Lord is going to listen to because he's already said that he would and you have the right and the privilege to trust him or not. But he said, don't worry. That's already his standpoint. But so, for example, Christ, he understood that the father always heard him, right? Yes. Because he told us that when they came for Lazarus, Lazarus to be raised from the dead. But he did not, when he was in the garden, the, Lord, the father saw him wrestling. He saw the great drops of blood that the, the Messiah was sweating. He saw his son pain, painfully wrestling with this um, obedience that he was going to walk in. And God, Christ didn't try to hide that from the father is what I want to say. But he also didn't make that superior to the plan that God the father had. But we see this pattern throughout scripture. Even, I'll say, back with Cain and his brother Abel. Mm -hmm. Lord went to him and said, hey, this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. But you should rule over. You should be a master over these things. But sin is laying at the door, right? Mm -hmm. Again, not taking away free will. He said, this is what you should do. But then he observes to see what we are going to do, where we are going to put our faith, or what we are going to submit ourselves to, either his way or the, the way of disobedience. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so realizing that what Christ did was enough. He did it one time for all. Everyone who would ever live on the earth had ever lived on the earth, right? 
Yes, and really? he's not going to come back down and die on the cross again for you. It's our or me or anyone else who's having an emotional time. He sees your pain and realize that the door and the right way to proceed and process this is to go, God, you've already provided this through the son, the great, my great, my great high priest, right? And you make him personal for you. My great high priest has already put his blood on the mercy seat. Everything that I are, that I would ever need is already provided in his blood. I appropriate, I, I receive it. I take the cookie off the shelf, if you will, and I unwrap it and put it in my mouth. That, that's what that means to appropriate it. I apply it to my life so that I can receive what you've already said. Because it's not a matter of God doing it over again. It's not a matter of Christ coming and having his beard torn out all over again because today you have a new problem or being whipped and put to open shame again. That's not correct. And we'll see that, I believe, later in Hebrews or no, that's Romans where it talks about that. We don't need to say who's going to ascend to bring God down again or who's going to go down to the depths to raise Christ up again. His word is nigh us. And even in our heart and in our mouth, it's the word of faith. Right. Um, and it's also based on the word of truth to understand what he's already done is sufficient. So this is very um, this is very important because many people have that mindset. I need you to come do this for me, God. I need you to come do this for me, Jesus. And we, um, as my pastor would say, ball and squall and we cry and ball up on the floor and we feel like God has left us and abandoned us because we are not taking the doorway and the steps that he said is the door and the steps. If there's a door on a house, I can go stand on the brick wall that's just two feet left of the door and I can beat on it all day long and and try to get in, but a door will not appear there. I will have to step two feet back to the right, <laughs> grab the handle where the door is actually located, turn the knob, put a key in the door if, if the door is locked and proceed. Hopefully that's your house that you're trying to get into. But nor this nor is would house. we be welcome if we Kool-Aid manned it and just busted through the wall. Exactly. Or if I tried to take that a window there in. There would be an issue. Exactly. If I tried to use a window to enter the house or jumped over the back fence, that's not appropriate. God gave us a door and Jesus is the door. And not only going Christ, I believe in you, but also I, I love you enough and I respect you enough. I honor you enough to follow the process that you've laid out. So I just want to read these verses real quick. Not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood of another. He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly wait for him. He will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. So we love him enough not to entertain a thought of wanting him to suffer and die over again for me when he's already done it once. We love him enough to honor him and respect him and just go, God, you said this is the door. I'll take it. It may be uncomfortable. It may be hard. It's easier to cry and fall out. I know I've been there. It's easier to whine. It's easier to complain. Well, no, it, it appears more natural. Easier. It's more natural. I'll right. put it that way. It appears easier in the moment to do those things. But then when you truly examine it, what progress has been made? Mm -hmm. Or has we just, have we just wasted time? feeding our flesh. Mm, amen. Good point, my love. And 
the easier way is just to go gird your loins. Um, I translate that as get your mind right. Subdue your emotions, put them away and go. Here's what you said, Lord. I trust you. You may not know all the answers, but we've already been, um, we've spent enough time in the word to know that we have a great high priest and we have an intercessor. (laughs) We have the Holy Spirit who is able to tell us the right way to go if we come and ask, if we come and ask. So let us choose instead to honor God by going, yes, we'll go the right way. And I will ask you, Holy Spirit. I, I may be looking at an, an almond tree in a pot and I don't know what to do with it. I may be looking at um, famine or war. I may be looking at these things with my natural eyes, but what do you say about it? And then we take that word of what the Lord declares that it is. And we bring that to the heavenly father to receive, to appropriate, right? What Christ has already done to our particular lives. Mm-hmm. Exactly as you're saying, Mommy, the Lord also reminded me that there's a difference in as you're saying, Mommy, that with Jesus, he talked to the Father, meaning that he had a conversation. There's a difference between people wanting Jesus to physically come down for them, mm-hmm. meaning that not even in the regard of, I want you to die on the cross again, but just having the, I want to see Jesus physically in the eyes before I do anything. And that's also a misunderstanding of what should be happening and what is going to happen. Meaning that when we are actively going forward and doing what the Lord has for us, then we'll be able to understand inside of our heart that the Lord is with us. We don't need to physically see Jesus in that regard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's something that the Pharisees wanted as well. They want to physically see Jesus prove himself as God, which ultimately that's what it comes down to when we want to see Jesus physically before we do anything. Mm -hmm. We all but want the Lord to prove himself before we go and do what we should be doing. That'd be kind of like if, as you and dad are parents, if we'd said, mommy and dad, we want to see you guys give us the treats before we go and do the work. That would not work out. <laughs> it sure will not. Not in your best. <laughs> not the way you think it's going to work out. But mm-hmm. but all, yes. also because we don't just do things rewards based. Yes. So it wouldn't work out on, in a, a, myriad, a of myriad of ways. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, You know, and what you're saying, my love, it, it really talks about our heart towards God. And we talked about this before. Sin is a heart issue. And the Lord said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So then the opposite of that is if you don't keep my commandments, it's because you don't love me. Uh-huh. Right? Yes. Those are equal statements. <laughs> Those it are makes equal it very, very statements. cut and dried. Exactly. Yes. Um, but the way the Lord speaks to us, he prov- always provides a way of life, a pathway forward. I can do this now because I understand. He doesn't speak to us um, in a derogatory kind of way, like to strip us of our opportunity to come to repentance. He always speaks life. So to understand that if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love him, if you consider him, and he's precious to you and valuable to you. You don't want to dishonor him. Yes. His command was to come boldly before the throne of grace. His command was to come by the door. Right? And just because yes. it doesn't appear as thou shalt not does not mean it's not a command. Yes. And I appreciate thou shalt not. But uh-huh. the way the Lord speaks and when he goes, here's the door. I mean, Jesus made that very plain. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And then he says, you go, right? He tells us a a very uh, variety of ways he ministers to us. He teaches us. 
and informs us of what the door and the process is. And because we love him and we look at him tenderly, just as he looks at us and compassionately, just as he looks at us to let our love be full or the fullness of our love to come forth towards him. Because sometimes we see him as you're just Lord and savior. You can take anything, right? And we, we punch him in the gut and we are harsh towards him. And we forget that we have a reciprocating or reciprocal obligation of love towards him. And he does not just want um, dry obedience in the way of, yeah, I'm doing it on the outside, but I'm secretly hating it on the inside because he understands that. We should not be going through the motions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tithing of mint and anise and rue and you're, you're sprinkling and crumbs, of, and, right. crumbs of leaves. If you've got, We're picking off two, two parts of our rosemary sprigs and taking off the rest to make sure we tithe off of it, but denying justice and truth and mercy, right? God sees that because those actually come out of the heart, right? Justice, yes. truth, mm-hmm. and mercy that comes out of your heart. But yeah, I can follow some, some orders while you're looking at me, but as soon as the moment turns... And you now have an opportunity to actually exhibit what's in your heart, mm-hmm. what comes out. Amen. So he's talking about more than just following commands. He's talking about loving him, loving his word, loving his instruction, and having a tender and compassionate heart towards him so that when you see the commandments, you appreciate them and you exalt God in your heart and in your mind, not just as a inanimate object or someone who is distant from you, but someone who you know intimately, who you care for tenderly and compassionately. I would never want to see my children physically hurt. I don't want to see my Lord physically hurt. Amen. Right? I don't take pleasure in his feelings being hurt or him being offended. I consider that. It bothers me. I don't want him to feel like that, especially when it comes to me. Uh, or And or from me. Absolutely. Uh, I'm probably grieved just as much. Well, uh, Maybe not, but uh, I'm grieved right along with the Lord. I don't think I could ever be as grieved as much as the Lord, but you know yes. what I mean? Just when we have that type of heart towards him mm-hmm. or and, and towards his people, right? Whether it's our spouse, our children, our neighbor mm-hmm. as ourself, then that is truly, demon- it will be demonstrated by our, not just our words, but our deeds also. Mm-hmm. Amen. Latrosh, you have something else you want to say? Oh, yes. And as you were speaking, Mommy, and just understanding this also goes back on to how it said he died once and for all, meaning that as you had said, Mommy, that he's not coming down to die on the cross every time somebody gets saved. You talked about this mm-hmm. in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. But also realizing that means we should, um, the Lord correlated to me in this way, meaning that if, we're, if I were to hypothetically say that was the case, why would I do that? Would I place the Lord in such a situation where he would have to do that? That's what he desired. Mm-hmm. Meaning that the Lord was saying, what I sin so often and so frequent that Jesus all but can never sit down in his throne for five minutes before he has to come down to go save Latrells. And just understanding it from that perspective as well is that when it says eagerly waiting does not mean that, okay, Lord, I'm looking for your coming, Lord, so I can... Okay, I see him coming down the street. I'm gonna go run back to the house and stuff like that. Mean that <laughs> <laughs> I snuck out and now I see the car coming. I'm gonna try to beat beat the car home. Yes, 
mm-hmm. just understanding from the perspective is that <laughs> we're not supposed to be looking out for the Lord and eagerly weighing in that regard of, oh man, I see you coming and now I'm going to try to get my life together. But waiting for him to return in the regard of, I'm prepared and I'm ready to leave. Yeah. Kind of like when you go on a trip, you don't mm-hmm. go somewhere suddenly and then get back there so you can leave five minutes later. You're supposed to be waiting to leave. Ready. So we're supposed to be in a, a found in a manner that's worthy of him on his return. And someone who's, I, I'm, I've, you guys have heard me say this. I was a, a an avid practice, practicer of, Lord, forgive me. I'm going to sit up into the moment. But when I hear the trumpet, now I'm going to try to speed it out there, spit the words out of my mouth real quick before um, the trumpet finishes blowing so I don't miss heaven. Well, no, I was assuring myself a place in hell with that kind of mindset because my heart was not with God. I didn't love him to consider it in that way. I loved sin and I would have rather sinned. I didn't want to burn in hell. Oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. But I, if you look at it for the truth of what it really was, I did. I would have rather burned in hell than hold myself accountable. It comes down to what we're practicing. Mm -hmm. I was an avid practicer, man. Literally, I would practice. Lord, forgive me. I mean, you can hear the way I I say it now. I mean, and what's required to then now have to ask for forgiveness as opposed to just walking with the Lord in step with him. Oh, yes. What are we practicing in our lives? Are we practicing the nature, character, and attributes of Christ? Are we being conformed to his image? Or are we practicing sin? With the mindset that I had, I was Mm -hmm. advocately practicing sin. Because I wouldn't need to say, Lord, forgive me as fast as I could if I were found in righteousness. Exactly. But I'll bring it up not just for you, but so we all have this understanding of what is it that we're doing? What does that Mm demonstrate our heart? Is our heart towards the Lord or is our heart in practicing unrighteousness and mm-hmm. sin? Mm-hmm. So Amen. so we can all examine ourselves in this. Amen. Oh, that's all I had to say. Okay. <laughs> so, so let's do that. Let's examine ourselves. And no, we're, we're not perfect. We've all sinned and fallen short. We've all missed the mark. But we have our God, our great high priest, our Lord and Savior, who as we were just reading here, gave himself as a sacrifice to redeem us from death, sin, and the curse. Amen. There's a big difference between unintentional sin and deliberate, willful, looking God in his eyeballs sin. No, I know it was full knowledge I of what's know happening. the difference between right and wrong, and I'm going to do wrong anyway. That's mm-hmm. a far cry difference than sinning unintentionally. And, and guess what? Our God, who is loving, compassionate, merciful, and gracious towards us, will forgive us either way. When we ask for. <laughs> when we, tru- yes, in sincerity, a genuineness, uh-huh. we'll ask for, uh, I'll say, we'll humble ourselves and repent before him and ask him to forgive us. He will wash all those things with his blood, removing them from our lives so we can be without spot, wrinkle, and blemish, mm-hmm. not just before him, but also before our Heavenly Father. Amen. So will you take that? Will mm-hmm. you take the opportunity to make things right with the Lord, to, I'll say, make the steps to repair and restore the relationship that he desires to have with you. Mm-hmm. Only you can do it for yourself. Amen to that. I can't do it for you. I would love to be able to, but that's not how it's been set up. You have to do it for yourself. It's your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't do it for me. Mm-hmm. So I encourage you, to restore and repair that relationship with the Lord, to come in and bring all that has been done underneath the blood of Christ mm-hmm. and then move forward in the things of him. Amen? Amen. 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 
All right. Well, with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer today? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord, that you showed towards us, Lord. And we just thank you for the love as well, Lord, that you have loved us, Lord, even when we were against you, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity that we have to reciprocate that love back to you, Lord, that we have an opportunity to demonstrate how much you have changed our lives, Lord, and how much you mean to us as well, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for those who are around us, Lord, that they are also coming into understanding of who you are, Lord, and that we are a light to them as well. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.